Howdy, everybody. Welcome to episode two of season two of Midwestern Fins, your second favorite Miami Dolphins podcast. It's your boy, Taylor Ballard, joined by my trusty co-host, Haggy. What up, Haggy? Good morning and hello to all of our listeners. Yes, it's a wonderful Tuesday in late July. Training camp's about to start or it has started. We've been seeing videos of players entering facilities and it feels like sports isn't going to happen, but maybe it will. You know, fingers crossed. I'm just, uh, I'm hopeful, but it, it, I'm sure that somebody said this, and like I, I just feel like it, it's floating around the timeline everywhere. But the one year that the Dolphins feel like they've been doing the right thing is a season that there won't be a season. Isn't it the best being a Dolphins fan? Well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. I feel like when we wrapped up season one of Midwestern Fins, you and I had kind of deduced that it was time to be part of the low expectations gang gang. But maybe it's okay to still be on the no expectations gang gang for a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, low expectations for when we actually have the season, but then, like, no expectations on if we actually have the season. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair statement. Fair statement. Hey, uh, before we get jumping too far into whatever we're going to talk about today, let's uh, let's talk about our charity a little bit. Let's talk about our raffle, our follow contest, and the money that we raised. Heggy, you want to give some stats on our charity raffle that we did to benefit Alex's lemonade stand real quick. Uh, Yeah, Taylor. So what we did is we uh, sold like tickets, quote unquote, on Cash App and um, a few people joined Cash App. So that was a few, that was like um, an extra five bucks per person that did that. We ended up getting 154 bucks to them. And then we chose with a, I had to put it all on an Excel spreadsheet and, I uh, I had Siri give me a random number, and Kyle was our winner. Uh, we were very excited, um, and he seemed to be pretty excited. He's already got his Tua jersey. Uh, we did the same thing with our retweet and follow contest, and Travis won that, but he hasn't given us a picture of his Preston Williams jersey. But we'll uh, throw that out on the timeline whenever he gets that um, to us. But we just wanted to thank everyone that did donate um we really appreciate you guys um like sincerely we we both are really happy that you guys were able to pitch in um and help make a difference because even with all this covid stuff childhood cancer is not going away so very true very true so if you guys didn't hear all that or catch along with that Alex's Lemonade Stand, top-notch group of people. They talked to us through this whole charity raffle, and they were really excited that we were able to help out with them. 
hopefully we can keep doing more awesome charity things with the Alex and Lemonade stand or other various people. So make sure you guys check out Alex's Lemonade when you get a chance. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, check out their website. Donate to them if you can. And then just be be happy that there are people out there trying to make a big difference, especially with childhood cancer. Absolutely. Should we move on to our segment then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the rookies reported not too long ago. Um, so we should – I think we should give a low expectations eval – like a really quick and easy one, kind of like what do you expect to see from him this season? And it could be, um, I don't expect to see him at all. It could be like uh, maybe they'll be on special teams, maybe they'll be on the practice squad, something like that. Um, so I'll I'll list off the names of the rookies that I recognize and kind of an, have an idea of off the top of okay. my head. And then oh, we can. Hold on. Uh, Is this. Is this segment what you think is going to happen or what you want to happen? How about both? Can we do both? Uh, yeah. I don't see why not. Again, this is a low expectations gang gang, <laughs> uh, segment. So we'll start off with number one. Literally, his number is one, and he's the top of this list that I have here. Tua, what do you expect, and then what would you like to see? Okay. I'm going to tell you what I'd like to see first. I would like to see him sit an entire season. As much as I am excited to see him play, and as much as I know people are looking forward to him playing and being the number five pick, I feel like sitting one year for quarterbacks in this day and age is probably more beneficial than him starting right away. Come on, Gabby. I agree. Here, here's here's like my comparison, right? There are so many people in the world that have said Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback. The dude sat for three years mm-hmm. behind a Hall of Fame quarterback. Patrick yep. Mahomes is not even arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. And he sat for a year behind Alex Smith. Yep. Now, I know that Alex Smith was a former number one overall pick. And kind of a journeyman, like he traveled around. He he's played. This is his third team with the Redskins and whatever. But he was never touted as a top, even top ten quarterback. But he still yep. sat behind him. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good leader. The dude is incredibly smart. He might not have all the physical traits that you need to be a successful quarterback, but the guy has the brains to do so. So I just feel like I would like Tua to sit for one year. What I think is going to happen is as soon as he's ready and he tells the team that he's ready, they're going to put him in. So by week 10, I think he'll probably be in. I could see that. I think I think I agree with all that. I think you nailed it uh, right on the head. I, yeah, I can't argue against any of that, honestly. Um, so we'll move on to Malcolm Perry. I think he's going to be a special teams player. I think that's what I want for him as well. Just because I don't know if I'm ready for him to take a roster spot from the other skill position players. Because in theory, we have five wide receivers that have either high expectations or long contracts signed up. Okay, So 
Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, number one and two. We signed yep. Alan Hearns to his contract extension. We signed Jakeem Grant to a contract extension. And then we have Albert Wilson on a restructured contract. That's five wide receivers right there. Unless mm-hmm. the team is going to carry six wide receivers, does Malcolm Perry come on the roster as a running back? Because we're not going to value Jordan Howard, Matt Breda, uh, Chandler Cox at fullback. We still have Patrick Laird on the team and Miles Gaskin. So I don't know who he's going to be able to take a roster spot from to make it on the field other than a special teams player. That's pretty fair. Um, I would like to see him on special teams and come in every once in a while on offense, kind of like a role player. Uh, He he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's he's really like a kind of unique weapon, I feel like, that we just kind of snuck into getting um, maybe the dolphin maybe the dolphins will trade josh rosen and he'll be qb3 <laughs> um maybe i mean i can't put it past them they've traded like far more uh marketable players anyway um i honestly think that in a qb competition between two and rosen that right now rosen would win but that's a very controversial take that I got scorched on the timeline for, so I won't go too deep into that. Um, But we'll just move on to Brandon Jones. What I want to see is I want him to be our starting free safety or strong safety next to Eric Rowe. I feel like that's where he belongs, and I honestly don't care which of those two positions he plays. I just don't want to see Bobby McCain as a starting safety anymore. I 100% agree. Uh, um, as far as what I expect, um, I expect him to probably play back up to Eric Rowe. And I probably see Bobby McCain being the the guy. So um, it's not what I want, but I expect, I suppose. All right. Yeah, I, I 100% I'm with you. I want him to be the starting. I think he definitely will. I think he's got the talent. And the uh, the right head for it. Uh, he's a guy that was ecstatic that we drafted him. Um, and then I think, like you said, he'll be a backup, whether it's behind Bobby McCain or Eric Rowe or any other safety that might win the job. Um, that's probably where he'll be at. Um, so we'll move on to Noah. Oh, my gosh. I should have practiced on how to say his last name. Our, our number one, or our, not number one, our first round corner that we drafted. Noah. Hey, just a heads up, I disconnected, so hopefully he stayed recording, but I don't know what you just said. I'm just assuming that we're on to the late pick Noah in Bugwe. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly where we're at. And it's still recorded, so. Uh, Midwestern Internet. Uh, um, Seems like you're still cutting out too. Yeah, I don't expect him to start. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. There's a lot of feedback though. Oh, weird. I have no idea what happened. I don't either. So okay. let's restart. 
Um, I thought the call would maintain. And I could just reconnect to the call. And that clearly that's not what happened. No. I think we need another person for that to happen, you know. Yeah, that would make sense. So um, we'll have to start recording again, which you I, are. Yep. And so, we were, Noah, you asked Noah, was there anybody else in the middle of there? Uh, nope, it was okay. at Noah. You were saying something along the lines of giving Xavier Howard or, Brand, or Byron Jones a break every once in a while and then maybe putting him at the nickel. Okay. For all of those people that heard all the garbled, if I don't edit this out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so obviously the NFL is a passing league now. That's pretty clear. It makes sense for teams to carry six cornerbacks now. Just because running a dime package isn't out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like where... Flores wants this team to go is he wants to bring in cornerbacks that are capable of may playing bump and run man-to-man coverage, which we've seen both Byron Jones and Xavier Howard excel at. Yep. Noah did the same thing at Auburn. He had to go up against the speedy fast guys at Alabama and did well. Same thing with like Clemson and other big schools. So I feel like his mold is what, Flores wants. So I just feel like he's probably going to be developed behind Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. And the thing that I'd be worried about, this is the no expectations, not low expectations. But depending on how it works out, he might be Howard's replacement. Not that I want to see that. But I know that we've been discussing potential trade partners for Xavier Howard for the last two seasons. True. So... If Xavier Howard can't stay healthy and he gets to the point where he gets injured again because he's had a fairly extensive injury history in theory, um, he might just be the next plug-and-play guy. So we'll see. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, all right, cool beans. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Um I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty same-minded on a lot of these people. Um, We'll go with about two more of these guys, and then we'll we'll call it, let's go with Raekwon Davis, our defensive tackle that we picked up in in the third round, second round? Second round. Second round. Yeah, number 60, I think. Pick 60 or something. Yep. Okay. Raekwon Davis, a top 10 talent two seasons ago, somehow landed on the Dolphins. And I know I saw the video of Flores when they drafted him and how excited he was. Raekwon Davis, to me, seems like the type of player that can probably play every defensive line position, and he might be that guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is D-tackle number three or defensive end number two, or just plays a combination of all of them. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him substitute in and out with Wilkins and Godshaw, but he might also play on the line with those two as well. So I just picture Raekwon Davis, Devon Godshaw, and Christian Wilkins playing, you know, as a three-man front uh, in whatever 
defense we're deciding to run. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect as far as like base defense because Flores is going to run a lot of defenses. But mm. something that excites me would be seeing a defensive line with Shaq Lawson, Wilkins, Godshaw, and Davis. I think that would be, I think that would be an excellent lineup for us. And I, I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's going to see a lot of snaps. I don't know how many starts he's going to get, but I feel like he'll be on the field quite a bit. And I think he's going to play multiple positions. I 100% agree. I am really, I'm really excited at the thought of him with Godchon Wilkins up front. I think that's a pretty formidable uh, up front three. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to end up running a hybrid defense, but we're going to be more 3-4 uh, based than 4-3 based, just based on the people that we picked up in the offseason and have had for a while. Um, I, uh, I'll leave any uh, slander on whether or not we should get more edge rushers or better ones for a different time, but um, <laughs> we'll go on to our to the final one that we'll do for right now. Uh, Robert Hunt, he was our first second round pick, and he is a guard, probably. All right. What I want to see and what I expect to see both is he's going to be a week one starter at right guard. Okay. I feel like Jesse Davis has been getting the short end of the stick in his career in Miami. And I want to like the guy. But the problem with him is they haven't put him in a situation to succeed yet. They signed him because he's capable of playing multiple players, multiple positions. So they're like, hey, man, play left tackle for us and get beat. Oh, that didn't work. Go to right right guard for us and get beat. Oh, that didn't work. Let's put you at right tackle for one game, which is probably your best position. But let's not give you an opportunity to get grown in there. I remember him getting an interview about, hey, like, how is it switching from right to left all the time? And he's like, can you write cursive with your left hand and your right hand? And most people can't. So what I want to see is I want Jesse Davis to settle in at right tackle. And I Mm. want Robert Hunt to settle in at right guard. And I want those two to build a bond and grow together so we can actually have two offensive linemen that are coherent and can play well together at their own position. The last few years, I feel like we've seen so many offensive line combinations that we can't get any chemistry built. And that's the reason why we have so many sacks and poor rough, rough rushing yardage. And that's why we can't grow in the trenches is because we try so many various combinations. And I just, I, I don't, I, w- I don't want to go back to Adam Gase days, but like Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas and Jameel Douglas starting at like three different positions each was stupid, was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, people talk about like the unicorn era when we had Brandon Albert and Laramie Tunsil and Mike Pouncey and whatever. Pouncey didn't play center. Pouncey played center his whole career, his whole career. And then they're like, oh. We better put him at right guard because that's our hole. So, like, instead of having an all-pro center, we're like, let's have an average right guard and a rookie center or a garbage center. That doesn't make sense to me. Laramie Tunsil got drafted to play left 
tackle. And they're like, ah, let's throw him in at left guard. So I just feel like the Dolphins need to pick a position and stick with the position and grow them at that position. And if it doesn't work, then it's not worth them trying to go to a different position. So Robert Hunt, starting right guard week one, that's what I expect, and that's what I want. Wow. Taylor, I am astounded because not only do I think you're spot on all all that, but again, we are still like-minded here. Like, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I 100%. I I definitely also thought that putting Pouncey at right guard at the time was stupid. Like, that was, yeah. And now he's back to playing all pro at center for, what is it, San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess L.A. now. Yeah. Whatever. Chargers, whatever. I'm going to call him San Diego for the longest forever. It's not going to happen. You know? (laughs) But. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I just, I feel like we'll probably, um, well, we signed a new center from New England, right? Yeah. Um, And then we drafted Andrew Jackson. That's his name. To play left tackle. We drafted two guards early in second and third. I can't think of the other guard outside of Hunt right now. Uh, he is um, Solomon Kindy, Kinley. Okay. Yes. So I feel like there needs to be some kind of coherent unit. And I have no idea who the offensive line coach is this season. Just because I feel like we've had so many the last couple years. But... They need to put Jackson in at left tackle right away. And they need to develop him right there right now. Don't wait. Let Jesse Davis play right tackle. Keep him at right tackle. Let him be the offensive line captain. I don't care what it is. Maybe Callis comes in. Ted Callis, is that his name? Uh, Karras. He's the center. Okay, so he can come in, play center. We have two veterans, quote-unquote that are going to be able to keep some kind of uh, leadership and captainism on the offensive line and then sure. let the three rookies get settled into a spot and keep them there. Yeah. And I think um, like, I wouldn't mind seeing um, Kindley sit for a year and have, um, have Dieter play another year at left guard and then have, uh, have hunt sit a year and then put Eric flowers in there just for those two to learn. But I think you're right, at least with Jackson um, and, and also with them not like flipping a whole bunch of positions. I think you're right with Jackson needing to settle in right now. I think he needs to learn the hard way. Um, and just, we just need to make sure that he's in a place where you, we can support him and make sure his confidence doesn't get shot. Yeah. Because he's going to be raw and it's, it's going to take a little bit of, of work, but, and okay. we're going to need some tight end help on him. But I think if we throw him, especially in a time when the edge rushers are premier, just throw him to the wolves. I think that's going to be the best way for him to learn, just seeing that stuff early. Yeah. So especially because we don't have a prolific pass rusher to show him in practice and training camp. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my maybe my uh, ideal lineup for offensive line would probably be Jackson at left tackle, Eric Flowers at left guard. Uh, Karras at center, Hunt at right guard, and Jesse Davis at right tackle. And I feel like that should be lineup week one. 
and they should run with it for at least a little while. I don't That'd know. Be good with I don't. Do. Um, I know that uh, Karras's contract was only one season, I believe. So, kind of curious to see how that plays out. Eric Flowers was three years, so he might be on the team for a little while. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends on how we develop from here. But uh, addressing the offensive line was something I've wanted for a long time, and I feel like this is the first time we've actually done it. So yeah. Moving forward from here, I just want to see some kind of improvement. I don't know mm. how we can possibly be okay as Miami Dolphins fans moving forward with the bottom three offensive line for another five years. We another can. ten years. Ever since you know Jake Long and Incognito left, this offensive line has been absolute garbage. And if anybody wants to debate that with me, that's fine. But the stats speak for themselves. Yep. Better offensive line. We're going to have a better running game. We're going to be able to keep our QB of the future up and not, like, break his hip again, tear his ACL, whatever. I mean, really, it's it, it should be elementary. And I think it's good that we address the offensive line. But I think we should just continue to address it every offseason until we get something like near the Cowboys level. Yeah. If you look at what they did, it, it wasn't just in a season, in an off season. It was over a few years. And then they have like the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. For the last few years too. It's not been just like a one off. It's been, you know, that Cowboys offensive line has been really good for a really long time. Yep. They've got uh, holes that, you know, it, like Mike said, either on our, I believe it was on our pod, where he said that Ezekiel Elliott, like, the holes he's got, like, he could run for five yards through. Yeah. Exactly. So, we just need some consistency. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised at the Jackson pick, but there might still be something there. He's got the uh, the, the thing about offensive linemen is I don't feel like you can teach size and strength. Like, you can muster it together. You can kind of pull some of that stuff around. But, like, the body style is something that's given. And you can tell that Flores has an idea of what he wants his offensive lineman to look like. Flowers, tall, big dude. Jackson, tall, big dude. Kinsley and Hunt, huge, tall dudes. So, like, if... We end up getting an offensive line of all dudes that are six three 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 hundred pounds or bigger. That's just going to be a monster that we. I don't know if we would see in the NFL these days. I agree. Um, we uh, we have a little. We had a, or we only had time for a little shorter episode for you guys, um, and we both got to get going. Uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and. Uh, We'll be back at some point here pretty soon to talk more about the offensive line, defensive line, you know, other Dolphins stuff that's important. Uh, Stick with us, and let's hopefully, fingers crossed, have a very fun season this year. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget to check out Alex's Lemonade Stand. Thank you to everybody who donated in our charity raffle. Uh, Raising $154 at our first go at this was a pretty big deal. 
So hopefully we can still keep coming up with great things. If you guys as listeners have an awesome charity that you would like to see us feature, reach out to us, DM Haggy or myself or the Midwestern Fins Twitter page, and we'll get on it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Fins up. Let's go. All right. Fins up. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.